Welcome to the Close Knit Podcast, a podcast that showcases fiber artists from around the world. You're listening to episode two, and in this week's episode, I caught up with Kylie Walsh of We Heart the Arts. Kylie is a curator, a creative retail space manager, and a fiber arts event organizer. She works with fiber in her practice of wrapping, which we'll talk more about in the podcast, and she also weaves. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello, it's Ani of Close Knit, and I'm here with Kylie Walsh of We Heart the Arts. And we're sitting in Kylie's living room, drinking tea, eating popcorn and chocolate, um, and just having a chat. So thanks, Kylie, for being here, and I'll just get straight into it. Um, Kylie, what's your fiber of choice, and what medium do you gravitate towards the most? So I started out with just basic acrylic yarn (laughs) when I was first making. I was just um, wrapping, so I was just using whatever materials I found. And then now that I've kind of progressed a little bit and you discover new yarn, yeah, I'm going the more higher end, (laughs) liking the wool and the cotton and silk and um, bamboo blends. So I, I go to a particular shop and I just like to use whatever the, you know, stuff from that particular place and yeah and my medium um so I yeah as I was saying I wrap um I don't know the official term of what I do it's just basically creating patterns out of different wrapping techniques and um I also got into weaving in the last year as well so it's sort of similar in that way of um kind of creating a picture essentially out of some yarn which I think is also really neat I was never really good at painting, so this is like a nice <laughs> way to create some art instead. Yeah. So when you're wrapping, are there specific objects that you like to wrap around? Well, yeah, when I first started, it was jars. I had a housemate who ate a lot of jarred food. <laughs> so like pickles and um, like salsas. So they were they were like the first things I wrapped and they were nice jars. <laughs> um, so they turned into vases, which I still kind of use around the home. Um, but now that I'm creating a bit more art-based, I'm actually wrapping um, like over like a card or foam core, like a harder surface that doesn't bend. Mm. And that sometimes, well, when I first started, I was actually wrapping the glass out of photo frames because it was a perfect fit and I was using the materials and then realized it wasn't the safest thing to wrap (laughs) glass because it, you know, sometimes could cut, but also if anyone, it became a bit more fragile as a piece of art. So, um, yeah, having to find a a hard surface uh, to wrap, so often hit up reverse garbage or something for the secondhand um, card. What's your favorite part about fiber arts and what's one thing in particular that you're excited about right now? My favorite part is most definitely the people. That was how I pretty much got into doing what I'm doing or why it's continued, I guess. Um, I work in a creative retail space and the first, my very first point of contact was with a weaver and I was like, what is this weaving? And like, she was just so lovely and you know, you kind of like, I was like reading about her blog and then another girl walked in saying, can I teach a weaving class? And I kind of fell in love with her. And then I met you. And then I met like like a crochet teacher. And I was like, these people 
are like the best and they're just so lovely and so willing to share their craft and I think that got me excited because I was so new at that point too when I was doing my wrapping that I'd be like oh I just made this or I did this and look at this yarn and I think they were like so excited whereas my friends are like cool yeah you wrapped a jar great (laughs) but these people kind of got what I was doing or liked what I was doing essentially so I think yeah I kind of like the people and that's the thing that I'm am excited about too with fiber arts is that I do see this cohesiveness of Mm -hmm. a lot of the especially through you and through um I have a lot of Instagram followers like everyone seems to be connecting over like the thing they love and it's not this competitive thing which a lot of other art mediums or even just other hobbies in sports or anything that people can get a little bit competitive with but mm. fiber art seems to be really about a community and I think that's exciting and I think um, the potential of where that can go is also really exciting too <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely is there a project that you're working on at the moment that you're kind of excited about oh I finished a major project, I guess, which mm. was um, I did a fiber fair, which was really exciting. And I had a art, I curated an event with 22 practicing fiber artists, had workshops and demonstrations, as well as some markets with artists working in fiber. And yeah. that was a big project, which was really awesome. And there's some kind of follow-on effect from that. So there are some people that met through Fiber Fair that are like, oh, hey, like, let's get together now. And then that's kind of like spinning off. And a friend from that's also like, maybe we should do a group show together. So, oh, cool. yeah. And even just something I witnessed when in our weaving workshop as part of the Fiber Fair. I, one of the students was doing, she brought in a bunch of skewers, which gave me this idea <laughs> for wrapping, a new wrapping project. So I want to sort of... I don't know, just it's fun where you get your inspiration from, but they're my personal projects. But the one thing I am working on right now is a, a, a gift for my mum. <laughs> so I'm doing a big weave for her for, um, as a present. So that's my current project. Yeah, yeah. Kyle and I were um, having a look at that weaving that she started earlier, and she's making it on a piece of sort of cardboard, like stock. Yeah that she had to cut all these little um, notches into to be able to work the loom, which is, this is a labor of love. Mom, if you're listening, this is a real labor of love. Yeah, yeah, super cool. (laughs) So how did you get your start? I know we kind of talked a little bit about you working in this creative retail space and then talking to people, but would you say that that was kind of your foray into um, the fiber arts world or was there something before that? Oh, uh, not yeah, I guess in many ways that sort of was. Mm-hmm. I've always been crafty. Like I um, have always dabbled in crafts from a young age. Mom, my parents really encouraged that and I studied visual. Well, I did a, the- a theory, theoretical degree, yeah. <laughs> um, majored in art history and theory. So I've always been interested in arts. Um, but I've never picked up yarn as a medium or as a thing. I think I tried knitting once and I found it really difficult. <laughs> so I think that was my only experience there. But I was flicking through a magazine and they actually were like DIY projects around home and one of them was wrapping um, a plastic bottle with yarn Mm. and it looked really difficult because they were making you cut up the bottle and like do all this stuff and I was like, I'm just going to wrap a jar, that seems much easier. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's that's actually where I got the source of inspiration and that I just continued making stuff from there. At the time, I was doing... Um, I loved brooches and I was making my little brooches so I just was like oh well, maybe I can apply this technique to 
wrapping a little card and then putting a brooch back on it. So that's kind of, yeah, it kind of spiralled out from there what I was wrapping. But oh. yeah, the initial source was a magazine DIY project. <laughs> yeah. So you've done these wrappings and then you've you've been working in this retail space and then you've done this fiber fair where you've brought together all these people. Um, what kind of, throughout all of this, what kind of has kept you motivated to continue and why are you still wrapping and why are you weaving and why are you doing these things? I think the encouragement from people. I, I feel like people have been... It's something that I just wanted to do, but there's when you feel, sort of feel like people are like, yeah, you should do that because there's not much out there in that or I would love to be a part of that. Um, you kind of feel like it's not about you then. It becomes about, you know not helping others, but kind of like giving people a place to be, to work in or create or to have a source of inspiration to work towards. So I think um, that keeps me motivated a bit, that people are liking what I'm doing as far as the little project. And maybe they're just being kind, but <laughs> there is, like, people have bought my work, so that's also a sense of encouragement. Um, but also that, yeah, people really liked the Fiber Fair event and there was great feedback from that. Um, so I think... Yeah, it makes me want to keep doing things in that realm. Yeah. What is your biggest bit of advice for someone who's kind of just found some form of fiber, whether it's like a textile or yarn or embroidery th floss thread, <laughs> whatever it is, you know, it's they've, they've just found this world. Maybe they've even just found a DIY blog. What sort of advice would you have to them to get their start? I would say start talking to people, start attending more classes, going to art shows, just kind of surrounding yourself in that world if you think it's a world that you are really intrigued about and you're like, yeah, I want to get into this. Just because the more you start talking and the more you start learning, you just don't know where your craft will go from that. And that's, I feel with where I started, I was just wrapping jars and making brooches until someone said, why don't you turn that into art? And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> and I think this is the smallest things that might actually influence or it's the obvious things, but something that you probably weren't thinking about. Um, and even just conversations I've had with people that are not, you know, even with yourself, like knitting, but just seeing why, where you're going and what you're doing, it can be really inspiring. And I think when you feel like you've got like a little world around you, that is, um, it just keeps, keeps you motivated and it keeps your craft being interesting. So I would say just find find your people, <laughs> whether yeah. that's Instagram as well, or uh, yeah, just kind of like Googling yeah. <laughs> local people, like maybe some meetup groups in your area, um, just doing a workshop in something that's similar, but you think you might be able to apply your techniques or craft ideas to, I think mm -hmm. it's, yeah, worth experimenting or thinking outside of the circle in that way. Yeah, I was going to ask whether you feel like there's a difference between online community and that offline community like you've found people directly in Sydney and I know you found people through Instagram but do you see like a difference in how those interactions play out or the, how those communities feel to you? Mm. I'm much more of a people person mm. I like meeting someone I'd much prefer to meet someone in person than talk to them on the phone that kind of dynamic works for me so I think it's really nice to meet people on Instagram and feel like you are part of that world but mm. I would prefer to be, you know, 
sitting in a room learning a craft than I would be like engaging with people online about their experience with that craft. Mm. I think it's very helpful to do that, but in conjunction with yeah, getting out there. The face to face. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Who do you think we need to be following in the fiber arts world? Like who are some people that you're pretty excited about? Oh, I have a bit of a list. Can I? Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think Liz Payne of Flirting with Yellow is doing some really exciting, fun embroidery work. She uses like really bright colors, pinks and yellows, oranges, and just yeah, she embroiders like shoes as well as like oh. does these like cool artworks with beads and yeah, I think it's exciting and I really like where she's at. I like School of Hard Knots. I've um, worked with Laura behind that uh, through her crochet classes and I like her aesthetic. I like her approach. Mm. I like how she's really dedicated and she's an awesome teacher. So I think she's someone, if you're wanting to get into crochet, she's quite a good um, first point of contact. Above the Canopy is a new little business, I'd say, um, yeah. where the maker is uh, Lizzie. She's making these awesome knitted necklaces. So they they have like pom poms and fringing, and they're bright colours, and they're just a lot of fun. They're a bit funky, um, and I think I think it's fun to be wearing wearing your knitted pieces as art, as opposed to maybe like. It's a bit more, fun. oh, I don't know, it's a bit more fun than functional, so mm. I think that's kind of, mm. it could be good to be working to an outfit. Um, there's Queen Babs, who has this awesome Instagram account. She's she's a crocheter yarn bomber, um, but she just puts a smile on your face. You just need to follow her. She's just, <laughs> she's just good fun. Yeah. Uh, I like the unusual pair because she's, um, she's quite invested in the weaving community and fiber share and... Uh, yeah, they uh, she sells the tools and equipment, and I think she's a good go-to point as well if you're kind of curious about weaving. I think you could really find, like, she shares different makers and people's um, work in pro- progress. So I think that's a good point if you're into weaving. For those of you who aren't aware, Fiber Share happens. Um, it's happened a few times now. I think tw- two or three times. But it kind of crops up on Instagram, and they're just called FiberShare. Um, and it's a way for makers around the world to share their materials, mostly like wool and yarn and things like that. Um, but that's what we were talking yeah. about with FiberShare. It's like a pretty cool way to share some of your stash and yeah. give people um, things that maybe they want for their stash. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah. And <laughs> um, it's got... Two, two. Yeah, yeah. There's Natalie Miller Design, which, you know, she's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. just have a look at her Instagram account. Um, Miss Helen, she taught me how to weave, so I'll always love her, so you should check her out. She's a ball of fun. Um, and you should follow We Heart the Arts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'll just tell you a little bit about We Heart the Arts. So whilst it's... Um, it's not just about me, it's, it's a community I'm trying to foster the local um, art scene, I guess. So it's not just about yarn and fibre art, but a bit more broad, but broadly than that. But because I do work in fibre art, there is a little bit more of a bent yeah. <laughs> in that area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a nice hookup to do my little projects with, but also to support other people's projects. So if you want me to like, I don't know, tell me about your event and yeah, it'd be really cool. We can share in that way too. Yeah, great. Well, we'll have links to all of the um, people that Kylie mentioned in the show notes. 
um, as well as Kylie's own site, We Heart the Arts, which is um, based in Sydney at the moment. Um, yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to add, Kylie? No, just thank you for having me. <laughs> of course, thank you for being here. You've just listened to episode two of the Close Knit Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends. Thanks for tuning in.